We could sing the theme song. Have you ever? I, ever felt like this? Had strange things, things happen. happen. Are, Are you going, going round the twist? Have you ever? I'm going around the twist after watching that show, Abby. Am I right? Haha, I didn't know what it meant, but now <laughs> I do. What does it mean? To go insane or whatever in Australia. <laughs> Once again, here is my co-host, Maddie Howard, my beloved sister, lost to us many years ago in the great bushfire of 010. May her memory live on through her vast collection of severed doll heads. They fill my home and my heart. Oh, I see you've already met my sister, Abby Howard, who sometimes sees shapes out of the corner of her eye, but when she turns to get a better look, no one's there. And she's never told anyone out of fear that she's the only one who sees them, but she isn't. So, Maddie, how was your week? Oh, I mean, it was pretty busy because we moved. I moved into a brand new house, brand new roommates with my boyfriend, and it was raining the entire day. So it was pretty fucking miserable, actually. But now it's over, and we now live in a new house, and we live downstairs from a Maltese dog that barks all the fucking time. How about you, Abby? How was your week? Very uneventful. I watched Round the Twist, and I had many dreams in this world. In the Round the Twist world? That's unsettling. (laughs) Anyway, I also watched this excellent film called It Follows, and if you can catch it in theaters, go and do it, if you like horror movies. Otherwise, skip it because it's spooky. And you know a recommendation for horror movies from me comes from a place of knowledge. I had trouble sleeping that night, except also I had trouble sleeping after I recorded a scary sound effect, or just all the time, because the dark is very spooky. I was just talking to Brendan, actually, yesterday about what makes a good scary movie. We were talking about how gore isn't really that scary, and, like, once you, like, you know, see the monster or whatever, then it suddenly becomes not scary anymore. If it's just, like, chasing you down a hallway trying to eat you, that's, like, not actually a scary thing. It's It's the suspense that does it. Yeah. But, like, a movie about a werewolf? Like, I'm not going to get attacked and eaten by a werewolf. It's just not going to happen. So I'm not really actually scared. They're not scary anyway. Werewolf movies? Werewolves and vampires are just sexy now, and that's it. That's happened. (laughs) Was that a yawn? Am I boring you? No, suddenly I'm very sleepy. I stayed up until like 3 a.m. and then was awoken at 7 because my cat was really hungry. (laughs) Why did you stay up until 3? Because I was out. Oh, oh shit, I also forgot to mention, I met Phoenix Jones. Who's Phoenix Jones? Phoenix Jones is Seattle's local superhero. Wait, what? Yeah, we have a team of superheroes in this city. What? I think the Rain City League of Superheroes? What? Do they fight crime? Yeah, and apparently he's actually really good at it. He is, in fact, an MMA fighter, and his name is Phoenix Jones, and he's got, like, this little squad of sidekicks. Did you see him anyway, fight crime? Did he punch someone in front of you? No. Why was he there? He was just on patrol. He also has an arch-villain nemesis, Rex Velvet. Well, isn't it great that you live in Seattle, and Seattle sounds so great. He's a very friendly dude. Like, everybody who's ever met him is just like, what a nice guy. So, you know, he is a good superhero. Oh, what a he's nice superhero. He's not too grimdark. He's the hero that Seattle deserves and also the one that it needs right now. Anyway, this week on Sister Time Podcast, we will be discussing Round the Twist, which was an Australian TV show for kids. This week's show was suggested by a listener named Diane. Thank you, Diane. Thank you, Diane. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry because we are going to discuss why we didn't like it. No, no, no. I I didn't not like it. 
there were moments that I really enjoyed. A character I even liked. Right, yeah, I think that's definitely, like, it scores more points than Adventures in Dinosaur City did. Oh, yeah, God, no. Round the Twist, based on Paul Jennings' short stories, which is apparently a dude who is beloved by Australian kids everywhere. I assume he's the Australian equivalent of, like, R.L. Stein. Round the Twist focuses on the Twist family, a motherless group of weirdos who bought a lighthouse, and find themselves involved in a series of strange phenomenon. You know, the thing that I really like about the kids in this show is that they also don't whine about anything, just like Josh Kirby. Like, their dad buys this lighthouse out in the middle of nowhere, and like no movie kids or show kids ever, they just kind of think it's awesome, like regular kids probably would, right? Like, wouldn't you think that it would be like the coolest thing to be like the teenager who lives in the lighthouse? Like, wouldn't that be amazing? Yep, and they get to live right next to the ocean and a crazy woman in a shack. Yeah, they don't really seem to care at all that, like, they have, you know, this quirky, weird sculptor dad who seems to make money off of sculptures that are just terrible, like, made out of baked beans and mannequins. But I do like him. He definitely has some charm. I like the dad a lot. He's charming and attractive. Oh, yeah, maybe that's part of it. Anyway... The other cast, there is Bronson, the small and hungry child. His character (laughs) traits are food and asking questions. He's terrible, but he's not the worst. Pete is the worst one. He is the eldest brother. Mm -hmm. He thinks he is so funny, but he is not. He is terrible. I think you're too hard on Pete. He's also girl crazy. You're too hard on Pete. sucks. Pete doesn't deserve that. He's just a teenage boy. He's just a teenager, you know? He's just finding his path. I hate his dumb face. Pete is awful. I feel like you would not want someone judging you when you were a teenager as harshly as you're judging Pete right now. Oh, I judge myself as a teenager. Or I judge my teenage self well, you as shouldn't. harshly as I judge Pete. You were an awesome my teenage teenager. Self, no, I was terrible, Maddie. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. You were funny and you were fun and you had lots of friends. They tolerated me. Oh, come on. Pretty sure they didn't. No, Maddie, trust me. I was there. <laughs> I think teenagers don't deserve this level of judgment and scrutiny. We, we all were there. We know it was terrible. Teens suck. Yeah, they do suck, but everybody sucks. That's why you judge them, and then they grow up. I don't think that teenager shady. plus judgment equals adult is how it happens. Also right. in the show, uh, there is an old woman who lives in a shack who is always around. Her name is Nell, and she lives in a shack on their property. That's her thing. She also knows everything. I don't understand Nell. She's uh, just she's like cool, the though. mystical she's old amazing. lady. She's rad. Yep. Also, her whole family is dead, and they died in the light- lighthouse. It seems like Great. most of Australia is dead. People die all the time. But it's sort of one of these things where it's just like, oh, yeah, my entire family died in a fire, or, oh, yeah, our mother died, and we never talk about it or mention her or have any pictures of her in the house. Like, it seems That's like if you odd. die in Australia, it, people are just like, they just accept it. Like, they're just like, oh, well, hey, there's dead. ghosts everywhere. That's why there are ghosts everywhere. Everybody's so nonchalant about it. They're just like, oh, of course there are ghosts. Obviously there are ghosts. I don't think that's, I think it's like, ah, this person died, but whatever. Ghosts exist, so it's not that bad. Oh, I see. Hmm. That's not true, though, because the ghosts also lead a tortured existence. Do they, though? I feel like most of the ghosts seem like they're having kind of an okay time. Like, the their, like, biggest unfinished business seems to be like, I left my dentures behind in the dump. I need to go back to the dump to get my dentures. And then he gets to go to heaven after that. And that other guy was just like, ah, there's a painting in this outhouse. And he was ah. just trying to tell them that there was a painting in the outhouse. And then that was his unfinished business. And it's just kind of like, so wait, so does anybody want to like settle a murder score or I don't know, tell someone where the diamonds are hidden? No, they all just have sort of like... The seagull, though, led them. There was a seagull ghost at one point. 
There and is it a led them to a pair of rubies. So, But it didn't really do that on purpose. That was incidental. It just wanted its body back. We'll touch on the uh, important seagulls later. Right. Linda is the last twist family member, and the best one, clearly. Mm-hmm. She is a slightly outspoken feminist who knows judo. And I feel like the writers were trying to make her character like one of those quote-unquote wishy-washy feminists that people love to think are all feminists. But instead, they created like a perfect picture of a baby feminist. I think that's like what they did. I think still... they did it on purpose. I really don't think so. They Why clearly not? thought she was ridiculous, right? I don't think they thought she was ridiculous. I think we're supposed to sympathize with all of these characters. I think, Abby, you're being so mean to them. They're like me. You're supposed to look at them and be like, this is just like me. If they tried to do that with Linda, they certainly succeeded, but I don't think that they did. Well, either way, Linda is a great character and a good example of like what a teenage girl is actually like. Especially one who like cares about social justice issues, because she's like, ah, women shouldn't have to wear makeup and like dress up nice that's stupid, but then she, like, buys makeup in secret and puts on makeup in secret, and it's just like, man, this is terrible, I'm trying to learn how to put on makeup, but also it's bad to wear makeup, right? It's a bad thing, but it's not. And you'll learn about that later, kid, because I was once just like you. You're being so open-hearted towards Linda, but I think Pete's getting the short end of the stick. Yeah, it's because Pete sucks. Pete doesn't suck! Linda's the best. <laughs> so is that all of the characters that we want to talk about or do you want to talk about the greedy oh. family yes there are also uh consistent villains there is gribble who is just a dude who wants to buy the lighthouse for any reason really just every single episode he has some new buyer nothing else matters all has been consumed by his desire for this lighthouse yeah he's basically like a scooby-doo villain always trying to get them to sell their lighthouse even though i does this lighthouse belong to them or like nell and then if nell was selling it then why didn't Gribble buy it then? How did these people from the city who have no relations in this whole town manage to find this lighthouse before he got to it? He has a son, Gribble Jr. He is a kid who wants anything he sees the Twist family with. He will see them with something and he's like, that object must belong to me. He's just, that is his whole motivation. He is just a huge dick. He also seems to want Linda. Does he? I didn't pick up on that at all. I was getting like definitely a vibe. Like there's a school dance where he asked her to dance and she she said no and he was like oh I didn't want to dance with her anyway. I think they're sort of trying to groom him as a possible love interest for Linda but he's gonna have to like stop being such an ass. He also has two lackeys, Tiger and Rabbit, who I thought were siblings until the very last episode and then Gripple was like I only have one son and I was like uh, uh, w- then who are these two children who are never ever apart from your son? So I'm guessing they were orphans purchased to be friends with Gribble Jr. because Gribble Jr. was too horrible to have any friends of his own. Why are they called Tiger and Rabbit? They have no last names. But I yep. like to so, think uh, that it's their, their names that, like, based on their char- characteristics. But it makes no sense, actually, because Tiger is, like, small and Rabbit is, like, big and gross. Uh, anyway, so those are all of the characters. An interesting cast, indeed. Uh, there is also an overarching arc for each season of this show. But the way that they handle the overarching arc is every episode, for instance, in this season, um, it's like this uh, music that plays in their attic, and they're just like, what is that mysterious music? So once an episode, the mysterious music plays, and all of them are just like, huh. And then it's not discussed until the next episode when they do the same thing, until the very last episode of the season when it actually becomes an actual relevant plot point. Um, So what was your favorite episode, Abby? There were 13 episodes in the season, by the way. 
My favorite one was the copy because it was a Linda episode and it was like one of the best handlings of copies that I have ever seen. Like copies of a person. Yeah. Can you explain? um, Yeah. Yes. So there is a race in the lighthouse, which seems really unfair because you have to go up and down the stairs and then the stairs are really narrow. And uh, Linda joins because the prize is a date with this dude that she has a crush on. Not really a date so much as you could go to a conference with me. Yeah. Like go (laughs) to like a soccer conference, I guess. Football, excuse you. Football, I'm sorry. So she really wants to win this race. And they just that morning discovered in their attic that they have a copy machine that copies whatever. She's like, ah, I see how I can win this thing. So she makes a copy of herself. They win the race. Then after the race, you're expecting them to be like, but I want to go on the date. No, I want to go on the date. And then have a cat fight. But then instead, they're just like wordlessly agree that both of them will go on the date. So then on the train, they're, like, taking turns, hanging out with this dude that they like. Then they realize he's a total dipstick, and together they're just like, fuck this guy, let's hang out together instead and go home. But, ominously, they start feeling stomach pains on the road home. Yes, because it turns out you cannot have a copy of something exist at the same time as the other thing, because uh, it uses... They had an explanation. Anyway, so both copies, like the copy and the original, would both degrade over time. So basically, they're starting to die. Yeah. And they don't know it. Yeah. Though, actually, the family left a little note. I also like this episode because everybody figured out what was going on immediately. They didn't need any explanations. They're just like, oh my god, Linda made a copy of herself. Shit. And then they try to go find Linda, but also leave her a note. So for smart. when she got back. Nobody ever which fucking she leaves did. notes in these shows, you know? <laughs> As we learned from Arrested Development, always leave a note. <laughs> and they listened to that. They left a note. So Linda learned that, like, one of them had to die. So the copy was just like, I'll die. It's okay. And she's like, no, you've barely lived. And she's like, I am you. I am literally you. I have lived your life. It's fine. Uh-huh. Which is, like, so kind of true. Like, but then it's also like, but they don't want to let go because now she has, like, a sister. They start calling each other okay. sister. This was my favorite episode, too, because it made me think of you. Oh, And how worry, important Maddie. you are to me. My life is only half-lived. I'll die for you. <laughs> anyway, but in the end, the copy machine breaks, and then all the copies just immediately disappear, so. Yeah, so, like, she's holding her copy on the floor, and the copy just, like, disappears, and suddenly she's just holding nothing, and she's crying, and it's really sad. Linda's the best. There were no bad episodes, in my opinion. I think they were just really weird episodes. I felt like they were boring episodes. Which ones? I feel like they were bad episodes. I really did not like the, well, the dragon episode, clearly. For one thing, because of all the poop stuff we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. And also because the dragon was just unbearably terrible. It was kind of moist looking. It was. It was kind of, like, damp. They had one episode where, oh, there's a remote control that controls real life. Like, that kind of thing where it's just like, oh, yeah, that's been done, like, a thousand fucking times. But even then, they would manage to do it in a way that was, like, kind of weird. That one was so gross. That one was really difficult to watch. (laughs) Because the premise was the main characters while engaging in, like, a spaghetti... Eating contest? Pig out? Oh, spaghetti pig out. So they just eat spaghetti as much spaghetti as they can, and then whoever wins, whatever, yeah, you get a bike. 
But, of course, now this person has a remote control, and they're kind of, the whole episode, trading it off with the Gribble kid. So then they know that they're going to try to use it at the Spaghetti Pig out to, like, reverse or speed up or whatever. They use it on Rabbit, who's, like, shoveling spaghetti into his mouth, and then it just makes him, like, shovel spaghetti faster. So then at the end, when they, like, bring him back to normal speed, he's like, oh my god, I'm going to die. I just ate so much spaghetti. And when we say spaghetti... no-name brand... Spaghetti in a can. Like pre-made noodles and sauce packaged together. The lowest rung of spaghetti possible. Oh, God. Disgusting. And it's just cold from the can most of the time. They just, like, pour it in the bowl. And I'm like, why would you do this? Of course you're not going to be able to eat this. Get normal spaghetti. (laughs) It's not hard to make. (laughs) Or, like, why are they eating spaghetti instead of, like, pies like a civilized nation? Is this, like, a thing in Australia? Spaghetti. I need my Australian fans to tell me. Yeah, Australian fans. Do you fans. eat spaghetti as a thing? <laughs> as, like, a eat as much spaghetti as you can? Is, is spaghetti like, some kind of big thing down there? Is it, like, a really common what? occurrence? Like, every festival has a spaghetti out of the can eating contest? Oh, God. And then, of yes. course, what happens is they, like, he throws up everywhere. And then, because this is the thing about these kids, is they're not actually, like, the hero kids are not actually particularly good people. Um, the kid take, has the remote, Pete, who, okay, all right, I give it to you that Pete did a really shitty thing this time in this episode. And oh, I don't care that he did a shitty thing this time, because they did a shitty thing to begin well, with. Well, yeah, it was all shitty all around. Like, nobody came out on top morally in this episode. <laughs> but he used the remote to rewind it so that the kid had to throw up over and over again. What kind of a monster? Uh, <laughs> like, and the episode, like, ends before they had actually reversed it. But the kid knew that they were going to, and it just zooms in on his eyes, and you can see the pain. (laughs) It's not his fault. He's just the big dumb one who can eat the most. He didn't ask for this. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah, so do you want to talk about, um, that's a nice little segue, because the puke, by the way, gets all over every freaking buddy in the auditorium. Every single person. Every single person is Copious amounts of canned cold spaghetti. In semi-digested cold spaghetti from a can like oh oh sorry yeah, i'm like so the show heart palpitations just uh, thinking about it i guess australia is a little bit more gross than america is willing to be yep because of course like our kids entertainment has gross poop jokes and stuff but for one thing they never show poop yeah. and usually it's fart jokes that's kind of america's favorite thing is fart jokes yeah i'm sure every other country has shitloads of fart jokes or like belching but boy like, there's a lot of like big burping jokes australia you got lots of poop, man. There's lots of poop in this show. So the first episode is called Skeleton on the Dunny, and I thought Dunny was some kind of slang term for, like, I don't know, a dune or, like, a hill or the sand or something. I don't know, some kind of beach word. But no, Dunny means toilet. There's a skeleton on the toilet. Also, they moved into a lighthouse that has an outhouse only, but I guess in Australia you got limited options, right? I think, actually, it's, that um, outhouses are still a thing in Australia. I don't know if that's totally well, true. But I think, like, they still... Australia have, is a wilderness land, right? Like, they have them enough so they have a slang word for them. Anyway, the dunny. Most of this episode is these kids sitting on the toilet, either using the bathroom or just sitting there trying to wait for this ghost to pop up. My favorite part was when Linda was on the toilet and this ghost pops up and is like, whoa, toilet girl and then she's like ah and he's like ah whoops nope sorry and then she burst out fully clothed ready to kick his ass right yeah she's like doing her judo chop moves did she 
pull up her pants? Did she wipe first? <laughs> the same with the little kid who, like, ran out of the toilet screaming. Did he wipe first? These, this is very important to me, because it's super gross if they just put their pants on. Yeah. Gross. Then, the very next episode, I, it's called something weird that I assume is a slang term for bird shit? What is it? Birds do? Birds do? Birds do. It's all one word, though. And it's not do like D-O-O, it's just D-O. It's birds do. This episode features more bird shit than you could possibly imagine. <laughs> so the opening sequence is Nell coming up the hill, covered in bird crap. And she's like, there's a dragon. So the main point of the show is there's a dragon also. But there is more focus on the seagull shit than anything else. Yeah. So then she's like, you have to go get the rubies so I can afford the mortgage. So Pete and Linda are like, we'll go get it from that shack out in the middle of nowhere. And when they're on their way, they're dive-bombed by hundreds of seagulls who shit on them a lot. Until and they're they kind of just laughing. covered. They look like they're just like a little hill made entirely out of bird shit. And they just kind of crawl out of the hill and they're like, it's keep in going, their I guess. Happy, it's, it's in, in their, their mouths. mouths. It's, it's in, in their, their eyes. eyes. Oh. They're going to get infections from this. Oh, like, God. this is not pleasant. Also, that smell. Uh, but they're just laughing it off. They're like, haha, we're covered in bird shit. This is dumb. It's like it happens every other day. Like, they just are kind of like, that was a little weird, but eh, whatever. I would be crying. They also didn't, they were right next to the ocean. They could have just they, gone into the ocean. Why didn't they? Because they just wash it instead off. stay covered in bird shit for the entirety of the show. Like, they just stay covered in bird shit. So then they uh, go to the shack, like, they might as well, they're already covered in bird shit. <laughs> then the birds find them again in the shack, and they can hear the droppings on the roof like being rain. showered down upon them. And then eventually it's to the point that the windows are all covered up, and they're like, oh, what time is it? the sun go down? It's like, nope, it's noon. That's bird shit. Oh, God. Pete tries to open the door, and a fountain of bird shit comes in through the door, and he closes it, and is like... We're going to die in here. (laughs) We're going to suffocate. We're going to die suffocated by bird shit. So then they find a way through the chimney and we see the shot of the house just... Coated. Covered. Oh, God. And they slide down the roof and everything. My mouth didn't close for, like, the entirety of that episode. I was just like, what is happening here? So then, okay, so what other poop do we have? Uh, We also have the weird dream episode. They fire cow dung. Yeah. at each other sometimes. Yeah. Or the one guy fires skulls, which is rad and awesome, of course. And the other chick is just like, ah, best ammo we have. Cow dung. Yeah, they have, like, trebuchets set up on their, like, feuding land. Like, to fire at each other. Yeah, and then they're just, like, firing random shit, including actual literal shit. And, of course, Linda learns this as she is holding a big chunk of it. Yeah. She's like, ah, oh, what is this? With and she's like, ah, hands. cow shit. Then another time, we actually see... A lovely little pile of dog shit, which they call Barker eggs. Just like, huh. <laughs> Is that an Australian thing? Do you do you call dogs Barkers? Is that yeah. just like something that you do with a lot of things? Like, is it applied to a lot of stuff? Like, do you call chickens cluckers? Do you call cows mooers? I mean, is that like a that normal thing? That is very thing? cute. I might want to take that up. One of the things that this show definitely told me was just that all of that ridiculous Australian slang that you hear all the time, and you're just like, nobody actually talks like that in Australia. I'm sure it's much more normal than that. And they, like, use some of these words, but only sometimes. Nope. They use so many of these things in this show. Like, they're constantly just like, I don't want to get called a dauber, and, like, shit like that. And it's like, a dauber? What the fuck? And I'm like, dauber is bad, yes. <laughs> all right. <laughs> And, like, a bunch of other stuff, like, Dunny, like, they use them all the time, and it's just like, guys, 
is this some kind of like a indoctrination tape to make sure that future generations of Australians think that it's totally normal to talk like this? Eventually they will have their own language separate from English. (laughs) So in the show, there is also a lot of pee. (laughs) Not quite in the first season, but in the second season, uh, the second episode focuses a lot on pee. And in the third season, I actually accidentally started watching the third season episode one instead of the first one. And I was just like, what the fuck (laughs) have I gotten into? (laughs) First episode of the third season. These are the first few minutes. Pete is being chased by his bullies. Also, every season, the entire cast of, like, all the kids are switched out because every season is, like, five years apart. The new Pete is running away from the new Gribble and Rabbit and Tiger. And he has to pee really bad, so he stops and pees on a tree. And then he pees so much that there is a puddle of pee. The bullies run up, and the tree knocks them down into the puddle of pee. And they just, like, spend... A few minutes rolling around in piss mud. And then they get up and they're like, ah, we'll get you later, kid, and run off. And he's still peeing. He was peeing the whole time. Then the tree spirit comes down. Oh, of course. Of course, the tree spirit. Yeah. A sexy lady tree spirit is like, I'm a dryad. You want to be my boyfriend? And he's (laughs) like, yeah. And then they make out. (laughs) And that is the actual conversation, basically verbatim. Standing in their pee. Like that just (laughs) fountain of pee. Still coming out of his dick. Anyway. So they make out. Then, we find out later, this has made Pete pregnant, and he is going to give birth through his mouth in two days' time. To a tree baby. Yep. (laughs) So the rest of the episode is just, ah, Pete's pregnant. Jokes about that. That's so weird. Wait, is he pregnant in the head? Like, does he, like... No, no, it was tummy pregnant. It was tummy pregnant. But he was just gonna vomit it out instead of through his dick or whatever. Later in the episode, Pete does give birth through his mouth. Oh, God. <laughs> Finally, the impreg reverse vor porn I've been waiting for all my life. <laughs> he vomits out this child, which is a badly photoshopped version of Pete's face on a strange tree child baby body. And somebody's just like, oh, he's going to puke up twins. And then it's the afterbirth. He vomits up an afterbirth. Because you don't want to be inaccurate. Just- of course not. With pregnancy, you want people to know what they're getting. Right. Which yeah, is, which is you know, like, you, you know. vomit up a child, yep. then you vomit up an afterbirth. Do what you will with that. You can eat it, probably. Shove it back in there. Oh my god. So that was uh, an interesting ride. Oh, but one of my favorite things was uh, when Pete went into labor. I was with friends when I watched this. And so it was just like, joking about, ah, oh, rabbit, go get the hot water. And then an instant later, they said that on the show. <laughs> They're just like, Rabbit, go get the hot water. Tiger, go get us some towels. <laughs> it's like, oh my fucking god. <laughs> this is not, this cannot actually have aired, but it did. And there is another season after this. They didn't get immediately canceled after this. Um, <laughs> man, yeah, like, the thing about this show is that I don't think it's actually bad. Like, I think it's just really weird, and yeah, in a way. It's probably, like, I'm sure Australian people love it and we are just not the target audience because for one thing we are not children so of course all these jokes would be fucking hilarious for kids because this is what they love like they love bird shit they love it whatever i was telling abby that i was a camp counselor for maybe like two weeks one summer when i was in high school for kids who were like four to six years old and there was this one kid who was like the trouble kid he was like the one who was always doing the wrong thing like i was supposed to be the caboose in the line and, like, he always wanted to get behind me, and so I would have to, like, pick him up to, like, move him ahead of me. And once he, like, clocked me in the face when I did that and, like, drew blood, 
<laughs> and it's not his fault. He was like four, you know, he doesn't know. But, and one of the things that he would do all the time is he would constantly say poop under his breath to his friends and they would all just like erupt in giggles. Like he's just saying the word poop. Like it doesn't, <laughs> there's nothing, there's no joke. It's just that the word poop is funny. And like, I just don't know what's going to happen to that kid's brain when he realizes that there are words worse even than poop to say. So I could totally see him watching this and just well, yeah, like, you can say poop. And you can also say, people. <gasps> Abby, go wash yeah, your mouth out it. with soap. <laughs> what if I also said, <gasps> Oh my ah! god! That's basically the level of humor that Round the Twist is working on. Which, it's effective. It <sighs> works. I'm sure if that kid could watch this show, he would just be, like, paralyzed with joy. So, hey, if you have small kids who really like poop and make jokes about poop, this show is for them. Though it's also bad because it also sort of teaches them that it's okay to, like, eat it. No. Because of the bird shit show, like, where it gets all over Well, them. they don't... Yeah, but it's not directly teaching them to eat poop. <laughs> no, but it's basically sort of saying, like, this is a non-hazardous substance. By all means, get it into your eyes. They aren't going to rub it in. However, if it were, like, a dare episode where they're like, I dare you to put this shit right in your mouth, and the kid did it and was like, ah, no actual negative consequences for putting shit in my mouth. Yeah, I could kind of but see But then that. they didn't, so it's fine. Yeah. But I could see them doing that. I don't know whether they actually did that, but I could see them just being like, oh, it's a poop. Like, for example, when they're using the poop to throw at the other guy, like, they're just touching up on it, and they're not washing their hands afterwards. This is basically teaching kids it's okay to throw cow pies at each other. Well, cow pies are kind of harmless. I guess so, but, like, it's a slippery slope. Like, you start with cow pies, you go to, like, dog shit, and then the next thing is the kid's going into the toilet bowl and smearing it all over the wall. Uh, (laughs) Do you think I'm kind of... I think that's a joke. I think kids are a little bit smarter than that. Uh, I think kids are still too grossed out by poop to actually touch it. uh, As a former child myself, poop is still gross. Was poop gross when you were, like, five? Yeah, I totally remember. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like this show doesn't really do a good job of teaching people that, like, just, you know, basic cholera prevention. Well, we wanted to reach out like... to your Australian fans and say, if you need help, you can reach out to us and we'll do what we can because it seems like it's kind of a zany place. It's not that I think that Australia is a bad place to live. It's just that I'm a little concerned. What kind of a friend would we be if we didn't at least give you the option to just come visit and maybe you could just stay? (laughs) Boston's nice. I mean, it did snow again today and yesterday. Don't go to Boston. Uh, It is very sunny and nice here. Really? Every now and then we have windstorms that knock out the power, but that's really exciting. Is it? Yeah. I feel like it's more kind of like... It comes back on in like a few hours. As long as it comes on and you know it's going to come on. Because otherwise I'd be like, that sounds grossly inconvenient. Man, I was hosting a murder mystery party one time, and the wind, like, there was a really ridiculous windstorm happening, which is awesome, like, the best. And then the power went out, like, halfway through the murder mystery party, and it was just like, this is amazing. The power went out in your murder mystery party? But it kind of sucks, because my murder mystery, like, I wrote one, and it wasn't very good. (laughs) And it wasn't very scary, either. It was, like, a bunch of friends at the end. Oh, Abby, Duh. you're always so down on your own work. Why, why don't you just accept that you're a genius? Just accept it. Okay, uh, fine. I am a genius. Awesome. awesome, that's good. I'm glad that we were here for you today to bolster your self-esteem. Um, so, Abby, what was your <laughs> high point for this show? I liked the episode of The Copy and the character of Linda. 
basically, if Lindo was in something, it was going to be all right. But the copy was just like a really good episode. Like it was good, okay, good cool. work, awesome. What about your low? Yeah. I really did not like that dragon <laughs> at all. I really hated that. What dragon. did you hate about it? Uh, it was just like so badly made. And also, they never ever brought it up again. It was just like, oh yeah, there's a dragon. Don't worry about it. Shh, nope, no dragon. <laughs> that whole episode was just like, oh god. <laughs> And all the poop in it, like, that episode was not fun. I really hated it. <laughs> also, my low was every single episode, the first couple of seconds, ah! when the theme song did this extremely strange thing, which I will now play for you. Yeah, uh, that was really unsettling. I guess they were... They were trying to appeal to the 90s kid audience, but goodness gracious. And the rest of the theme song was actually like, I enjoy it. I sing it to myself in my sleep now, I right. guess, because I can't get it out of my and head. You know, the character again. who played Linda actually sang the theme song on the show. So yeah, my highs and lows. Cool. What about you, Maddie? What was your high? Let's see. What was my high? Oh, it's probably just the idea of living in a lighthouse. Man, that's true. Like, that would be so awesome. They're right on the beach. They just, like, have basically their own private beach. And it's Australian beach, so you know it's fucking warm all the time. Like, that would be pretty rad. Let's see. My low might be Pete's underwear gave him superpowers, and he kept on, like, checking it in public. Yeah, (laughs) uh, that was not cool. When he was in front of his crush, and he was just like, my underwear feels weird. It's all tingly. And he said it just like that. And Fiona was just like, um... Directly to the girl that he has a crush on. And she had the most uncomfortable face. Of course she did. He had just leaned in and been like, my underwear is tingly, baby. Right. Want to look at it? I mean, that's like a small moment, but I'd say, I'd say that's the one that made me the most uncomfortable of the whole show. Yeah, for sure. Uh, See, yeah. Pete sucks. <laughs> Pete doesn't suck. He's just awkward and like 14. He's also Fine. kind of handsome. If you're into that. He's pretty handsome. Okay, we'll put it to a vote. Dad is more handsome. Like, I'd say, okay, so in tw- on Twitter or somewhere, okay, like... Okay, no, actually, the Gribble Kid is much hotter than... No! Him. What? What? You're so, you're so yeah, wrong Yeah, he's got cute that. freckles. You're so wrong. Whatever. Okay, we should put it to a vote. So, I don't know, fans, tweet it or something. You should go on YouTube, because this entire show, like, every season is on YouTube for free. Get a good look at Pete. Get a good look at Gribble. See which one you think is hotter, because I think it's definitely Pete. We're also talking about teenagers, and we're not teenagers. Yeah, is that weird? Yeah. You can still say that you think, like, Harry Potter is hot, and that's not weird. Well, as long as we clarify that if we were a teen, they would be much hotter. But right now, we're just like, huh, if I was a teen, yeah, I'd think that guy was cute. Okay, yeah, fine, so. But I'm not a teen anymore, so I like age appropriate. (laughs) I feel like if I were, if you were a teenager, I feel like I would go for Pete, personally. Hmm, gribble. Also, Definitely the guy up. that Linda has a crush on is so not hot. Oh, nope, he was. He was. He's got nice nope, hair. Nope, his face was weird and squishy. It was not. He had a leather jacket, man. He did have a leather jacket, but his face looked like someone had punched him when he was a baby. It's true, yeah. It's a good look, though. Oh, no, wait. Hottest one was the living scarecrow. Really? Ew, Abby. Yeah. I got a thing for living scarecrows. I've figured this out now. <laughs> Based on the fact that every time there's a living scarecrow, I have a crush on it. A living... Ew! Anyway, what are we watching next? Uh, next, we're going to watch... What's the name of it? Dragon World. Dragon World! Which is a Which movie. is a film about a dragon and a child. In Scotland. 
gonna be fun thank you so much for all of your recommendations they have been very sweet we have enough to do shows for like the next 30 years so thank you very much um feel free to send us some more the address is sister time podcast all lowercase all one word at gmail.com thanks maddie thank you all right everybody good night good night have a pleasant time dream of poop as i have now (laughs) Welcome to my hell. <laughs> Bye, everybody. See you next time. Goodbye. Things happen. Are you going round the twist?